Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we will continue in the book of Romans. We will be in chapter 2. And uh, the title at the beginning of chapter 2 is God's Righteous Judgment. And I'll be using the NIV, the New International Version, uh, just to make things easier. Before we get started, though, I would like to read why we can trust in the Bible. I got this from Dr. Vodi Bakum. You can find him on YouTube, and if you put in Voki Bada Ministries and uh, excuse me, Vodi Baka Ministries, and you Google search, it'll pull up his ministry. You can follow him there too. But um, you can get all of his good teaching on YouTube. Just put his name in there, and it'll pop up all the different uh, places you can find it at. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, forty authors, sixty-six volumes or books, span of fifteen hundred years in three continents: Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. And let me give you a little, um, some resources. Uh, you can either get, uh, you can go online and get a use in new books. Uh, you can put in Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary on the Whole Bible, and they have a lot of good used books or new books, however you want to do it. Or you can get the whole, uh, or the complete Matthew Henry Commentary. That's a lot longer. I have both. Uh, but for these podcasts, I like to use, um, well, I like to use this a lot unless I'm doing some in-depth study, but I like to use the Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary on the Whole Bible, and it gives you everything you need fairly quickly. Also, you can do it online, too. Uh, you can go to BibleStudyTools.com, uh, go to Menu, go to Study Tools, go to Commentaries, down to Matthew Henry Commentary on the Bible, Complete, and you can get that, and it's in modern language, which is great, which will help, you know, the the, the person studying. And also, uh, another good book to get is for his, um, mostly about the New Testament historian, Flavius Josephus, uh, who was a Roman Jewish historian and military leader. Uh, he was born AD 37 to AD 100, and um, he wrote uh, in-depth details about what happened uh, in the New Testament times, the New Testament church, and the Jews, and all that kind of stuff. And it really helps a lot to kind of understand, because remember, we need to know hermeneutics. That's um, what's literary, uh, literal, uh, what's symbolic, uh, what's allegory, and so forth, Like you know, because all the different sections have all that. Uh, and also um, getting books on uh, like the Hebrew Greek study Bible or Hebrew Greek uh, commentaries so it'll give you the words and all the stuff that you can need and, and, and it'll give you a underst uh, better understanding of what was going on you know just, uh, remember the Old Testament was, was written in Hebrew the New Testament was written in mainly Hebrew uh, mainly Greek and a little in Aramaic. Okay, let's begin on Romans chapter 2, starting at verse 1. You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else for, for at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things, verse 2. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. Verse 3, so when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, 
Do you think you will escape God's judgment? Verse 4, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended in to lead you to repentance? Verse 5, But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, when his righteous judgments will be revealed. Verse 6, God will repay each person according to what they have done. Verse 7, to those who by persistence in doing good, good seek glory, honor, and immortality. Now, where it says, if we go back a little bit and it says, uh, in verse 6, God will repay each person according to what they have done. So if you have not repented of your sins and given your, and uh, received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and put your trust in Him alone, I, I, you're rejecting Him and you're just doing your own thing, there will be a separate judgment for those who reject God and you will get your just, um, your just reward according to the things you did because you didn't because you didn't fall under God's uh, mercy and grace by coming as a little child in repentance. That means asking God for forgiveness, knowing that you've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, which we all have. That's why Jesus had to come to be the one-time sacrifice. Um, so, But also, when uh, for those who are Christians, we will have a separate judgment, and that judgment will be uh, what you, what you did after becoming a Christian or coming uh, to Christ humbly as a child, asking God for forgiveness and putting your trust in Christ alone, and then from that point, you know, starting to learn learn His Word, learn the Bible, you know, uh, and um, you know, find a good good place to worship, a good Bible believing teaching church. And you know, getting as much uh, knowledge as you can, whether it's it's by self study and studying in the church or going to seminary, or whatever. Um, but um, it's what you've done with um, uh, with the talents and gifts that God has given you, and what you did with that, and that will uh, then you will, you know, whatever blessings God's going to give you, you know. Then um, you'll get it then. Until the remember, there's two separate judgments for that. All righty, let's go back to seven, verse seven. To those who, by persistence in doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. Verse eight. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. Verse nine. There will be a be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile, verse 10. But glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile, verse 11. For God does, does not show favoritism, verse 12. All who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law, and all who sin under the law will be judged by the law, verse 13. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Verse 14. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. Verse 15. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them 
and at other times even defending them. Verse 16, this will take place on the day when God judges people, secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. The Jews and the law, verse 17. Now, uh, this is the next section. This is the title for the next section of the Jews and the law. Verse 17, now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you realize, if you rely on the law and boast in God, verse 18, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, verse 19, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, verse 20, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of the little children because you have in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, verse 21. You then who teach others, you do not teach yourself. You who preach against stealing, do you steal? Verse 22, you who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? Verse 23, you who boast in the law, do you dis dishonor God by breaking the law? Verse 24, as it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Verse 25, circumcision has value if you observe the law, but if you break the law, you have become as though you had not been circumcised. Circumcision was a big thing because uh, that was part of the Jewish tradition and law was, you know, all the children had to, you know, need to be circumcision because that, you know, uh, that that's part of, you know, belonging to God. But it's also, you know, it's always it carried on, especially in America, because it was, um, it was a, uh, when a male, male child gets circumcised, you know, they take the foreskin off of the, the, um, the thing there. And so it, it's better in the long run because you don't, uh, it doesn't get as infected and everything, you know, but also it's a sign of, you know, uh, belonging to God and stuff. And that, that tradition was carried on, especially in America, but mostly in Christian nations around the world through time. I just thought I'd share that with you. Okay. Verse 26, so then if those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as though they were circumcised? Verse 27, the one who is not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will condemn you who, even though you have the written code and circumcisions, are a lawbreaker. Verse 28, a person who is not a Jew, who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. Verse 20, 29, no, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. And that ends verse 2 here. That will end verse 2 here. Okay. Now I'm going to switch to uh, Matthew's. I'm going to switch to Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. And it will give, give us a better understanding of what we just read in um, Romans chapter 2. Okay. Chapter 2, number 1. 
Paul proves that Jews and Gentiles stand on the same level before the justice of God. Verses 1 through 11. Number two, the, he proves what sins the Jews were guilty of. Verses 17 to 29. The Jews could not be justified by the law of Moses any more than the Gentiles by the law of nature. Verses 1 through 16. The sins of the Jews com, confuted all their vain confidence in their outward privileges. Verse 1729. See, what happened was before they would have to. Uh, do sacrifice on like that, but that has stopped for a long time before Jesus even came. So, really, they weren't. Um, so they they were just trying to keep the law in their own strength, which was not working, because they weren't able to do sacrifices anymore. You know, uh, uh, because of them, you know, being captured and all that kind of stuff throughout the years because of their disobedience. But so therefore, they weren't just or anything, and then. The one they say they were waiting for, which was the Messiah, which was Jesus, he was the uh, Savior, and, and they rejected they rejected him because they didn't, the religious leaders mostly didn't want to give up their own uh, power and privileges, you know, and then you also had those that just wouldn't believe. Okay, so now we're going to read, it. so we're going to uh, go ahead and read in uh, the, uh, uh, of the book of Romans in... Matthew Henry's concise whole commentary, and this will explain what we just read in the Bible. Um, chapter 2, verse 1 through 16, the Jews throughout themselves, uh, excuse me, the Jews thought themselves a holy, holy people entitled to their privileges by right, while they were unthankful, rebellious, and unrighteous. But all who act thus of every nation age and description must be reminded that the judgment of God will be according to their real character. The case the case is so plain that we may appeal to the sinner's own thoughts in every willful sin. There is contempt of the goodness of God, and though the branches of man's disobedience are very are very various, all spring from the same root, but in true repentance there must be hatred of former sinfulness from a change wrought in the state of the mind which disposes it to choose the good and to refuse the evil. It shows also a sense of inward wretchedness, such as such is the great change wrought in repentance. It is conversion, and it is needed by every human being. The ruin of sinners is their walking after a hard and in penitent heart. Their sinful doings are exposed by the strong words, treasuring up wrath in the description of the just man. Notice the full demand of the law. It demands that the motive shall be pure and rejects all actions from earthly ambition or ends. In the description of the unrighteous contention is held forth as a principle of all evil. The human will is in a state of amnity against God. Even Gentiles who had not the written law had that within which directed them what to do by the light of nature. Conscience is a witness, and first or last will bear witness as they kept or broke these natural laws and dictates their consciousness their consciences either acquitted or condemned them. Nothing speaks more terror to sinners and more comfort to saints than 
that Christ shall be judged, shall be the judge. Secret services shall be rewarded, and secret sins shall be punished and brought to light. Uh, chapter 2, verse 17 to 24, the apostle directs his discourse to the Jews and shows of what sins they were guilty, notwithstanding their profession and vain pretensions. A believing, humble, thankful, glorying in God is the root and sum of our religion, but proud, vain, glorious, boasting in God and our profession of his name is the root of and sum of all hypocrisy. Spiritual pride is the most dangerous of all kinds of pride. A great evil of the sins professors is is the dishonor done to God in religion by their not living according to their profession. Many despise their more ignorant neighbors who rest in a dead form of godliness, yet themselves trust in a form of knowledge, equally void of life and power, while some glory in the gospel whose unholy life dishonor God and cause his name to be blasphemed. Chapter 2, verse 25 to 29 of Romans chapter 2. No forms of ordinance or notions can profit without regenerating grace, which will always lead to seeking an interest in the righteousness of God by faith. For he is no more a Christian now than he was really a Jew of old, who is only the outward, outwardly. Neither is the bap that baptism, which is outward in the flesh, but he is the real Christian who, who in who is inwardly a true believer with an obedient faith. And the true baptism of that is that of the heart by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Ghost, bringing a spiritual frame of mind and a willing following of truth in its holy ways. Let us pray that we may be real Christians, not outwardly, but in but inwardly in the heart and spirit, not in the letter, baptized not with water only, but with the Holy Ghost, and let our praise be not of men, but of God. That is fantastic. And we have completed chapter 2. I'm going to read you some scripture verses now. Acts chapter 17, verse 30 and 31, NIV. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given, which would be Jesus. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. Yep, that was Jesus Christ we're talking about. John chapter 14, verse 6, King James Version. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Exodus chapter 4 and 11, NIV. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who decides whether people speak or not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? What he's telling us there is that he's sovereign. He decides what's going to happen. Because he's the creator, he's God, he knows everything, he is everything. Ephesians chapter 1 through 4 NIV, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. Ephesians chapter 1 11 NIV, God 
God of Sovereign. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of him. Conformity. Romans chapter 3, verse 19. NIV. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and, and the whole world held accountable to God. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Or do you not, the ESV, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor Adulterers or men who practice homosexuality. Revelation chapter twenty-one verse eight, ES three. But as for the cowardly, the faith, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, sexual immoral, sorcerers, which is doing witchcraft, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So, it's important for us to come to Christ because there is going to be a judgment. You're not going to just do whatever. And think, you know, you go to skate all the time. It doesn't work that way. I'm going to give you some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. King James Version, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth in the righteous, and with the mouth confesseth in salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Why do we need Christ? Because we're all lost. We're all broken, God's moral law. If we break one, one of the Ten Commandments, we're guilty of all of it. The Ten Commandments is also known as God's moral law. Let's just go through a few of them to let you know that we're guilty and why we need Christ. Um, have you ever lied? What do you call someone that lies? Call them a liar. We've all lied. Small lies, white lies, whatever you want to call them. We've all said something, whether it's not to hurt somebody's feelings or, or getting out of a jam or whatever. We've all done it since we were little. And you only have to sit in one time and you're guilty of all. That's why we're all guilty. That would be the ninth commandment. You shall not bear false witness. Have you ever borrowed anything, not bring it back, or or just took something? Have you ever stolen anything? What do you call someone that steals a thief? Uh, have you ever murdered anyone? According to Christ, um, if you hated anyone, then you'd be guilty of murder in your heart because you've already done it in your mind and your heart. So that would make us what? A lying, thieving, murderer at heart. And, and that's only three of the commandments and you don't have to break one. We're all guilty. We didn't even get to the rest of them. We're all guilty. Need to say, what do we need to do? Uh, you need to come humbly before God like a child knowing that you broke God's moral law and ask God for forgiveness and then transfer the trust you had in yourself to Christ alone. Kind of like if you're in an airplane about to crash, someone gives you that, uh, someone gives you a parachute, you got to hold on tight to it, don't care what nobody says about it because that's going to save you from the jump to, to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. So I get on that real quick and repent of my sins and put your trust in Christ. 
And once you do that, they'll start reading the Bible daily. They'll fail, get a, you know, get a good, easy-to-read one. You got the NIV, the International Version, the ESV, English Standard Version. Um, or you got the, uh, the NLT, New Living Translation. Those are good, good ones, you know, or the New King James Version or King James itself. But most people don't don't understand the King James Version because of the old English that's in it. So you have those other ones now. We're very blessed to have all these um, kind. Can we give you some resources? And you can watch Vody Bakum on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, these great teachers, teachers and preachers, other names and websites, and you can find them all on YouTube. Uh, Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis.org, Well Builders with David Barton, he goes wellbuilders.com, and also you can find him online. He has a radio show, but you can listen to it online. Um, and he goes over uh, mostly a lot about uh, American Christian history and everything like that, and other things. Very good. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. Um, Apologia Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin. You can go to apologiastudios.com and go to uh, Dr. Greg Bonson. He's a, he was a great Bible prof professor. He, um, he died, but um, his family donated all of his audio recordings to Apologia Studios. They remastered it. You can literally get a free seminary education. If you go on the menu, once you get to apologiastudios.com, you go to the menu, and it'll either be Dr. Greg Bonson or Bonson U. And you click on it and start listening and getting free a free seminary education. Um, you can't pay like like $10 a month to get all they have there or whatever, but, and which is what I do. But I think it's fantastic. If you would like to correspond with me, you can go. To, um, you can send me an email at it's all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail dot com. We have a new website. It's very simple and plain. It's not the easiest to to get, but I can give it to you now. At least it works. And it is five lowercase d lowercase b lowercase e one one eight two lowercase e five eight three one dot site lowercase s i t e one two three dot me and that's lowercase me and at, at the bottom of every podcast whether it's audio or the, the video um at the bottom where it says information you can scroll down there and, and it should be highlighted where you can just click on it. if not you can copy and paste and just put in your search engine if you would like to visit it if you would, it also has a link below you may it may have highlighted or you may have to copy and paste on um uh Um, where, you know, if you would like to donate, you can. I can't think of the uh, the website it takes you to. Oh, it's uh, PayPal. But, um, yeah, you can click on that. If you would like to donate, you can. Whatever, it's up to you. It just helps us to keep going. And let me give you some other resources. If you and, uh, To catch us, to catch Baba Education Institute with Reverend Henry Kelly, or you can just put in Baba Education Institute, you can find us on uh, YouTube, Rumble, Telegram, Getter, Twitter, Facebook, Gab. Also on these audio platforms, Listen Notes, Luminary Podcast, Player FM. Um, 
Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G-Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and others. And let me go back over some good teachers again. It's, and here's some new ones. Doug Wilson, Gary DeMar, all these are on YouTube. And, of course, Pastor Jeff Derman with Apology of Studios. He's on YouTube. Also, Pastor Joel Webbin with Right Response Ministries. Dr. James White, he's on YouTube and with Apology of Studios. Dr. Vody Bacham, uh, um, Dr. R.C. Sproul with Ligonier Ministries, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R Ministries, and also on YouTube, great teachers and everything. And I would suggest you, you know, you go there and you learn a lot. And a few more things to get books. Here's some of the ones I use. ABA Books, A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S, online. Thrift Books, all these are online. Amazon and Alibris, A-L-I-B-R-R-I-S. You just put a book you're looking for, and it'll bring up who sells it. There's a lot of um, booksellers and stuff. And also, one that would be very beneficial and interesting, if you can go on your search engine, go to TCT Network, and which is online. And you can go to on-demand programs and find Faith and History with William Federer. He is a fantastic on doing um, a Christian history of America around the world. It's fantastic. Very, very enlightening, very interesting. They used to have ancient Jewish wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He, he does the Old Testament, and you can learn a lot from that, but he's not on there anymore. You can find him on RabbiDanielLappin.com and on YouTube. And um, he has the Rabbi Daniel Lappin podcast, which is audio and on YouTube. And if you go to RabbiDanielLappin.com, his wife helps him sometimes on the videos and whatever and teaching. But you can um, – she has a a blog on the website called Susan's Musing. It's really very interesting, very insightful. So till next time, read your Bible daily without fail and do what it says.